0: So, good evening, everybody. Today is January the 10th, 2019. And the, the topic for um, tonight's podcast is um, how the secret of unbreakable self-esteem. So, the reason why I choose this is because my own self-esteem, um, it's, uh, it's a journey. Let's say it, it's been a project for me. And it's I'm, I'm getting to I'm not saying that I have you know unbreakable self-esteem right now, but I'm saying that I've moved really um, much further than I uh, have been in the past. So that's why I um, want to share some of my insights and maybe if it can help anyone out here then that would be great. So, um, so what is self-esteem? Self-esteem is really how you, how you feel inside your own body. For me, that, that is really self-esteem. And some people feel really comfortable with themselves, with their looks, with their accomplishments, and all that. And then some people don't. And then some people, um, they thought that they have great, like good self-esteem until you dig a little deeper and you, would, they, and, and you can see that, you know, underneath all that facade is actually just, um, it's really just a facade that there's not too much behind it. And if you just start poking at them, they will, they will fall over very easily. So that's why I want to suggest a couple of things that's going to help. Um, it has helped me to, to improve my own self-esteem and maybe it will help you as well to, to consider all these. The first thing I want to offer is that um, what other people say about you has nothing to do with you. So why did I say that? Because it used to be that people would just say the most innocent things and it would just uh, to me and it would just we um it would just make me react maybe not like not that I react and you know and and yell at them or anything like that but I would just feel there's a certain feeling in inside myself I would feel hurt and all that so I usually don't show it but that does not mean I don't feel it And until I actually um, really got present and figured out that what people say about me, sometimes to my face, sometimes behind my back, what they say about me really has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them. They are the one... um, When they say something, it's because what I do or how I look or just my presence has triggered something in them. And it may be conscious or it may be something that is so unconscious that they don't even know. And they would have a certain reaction and they would just say it um, in front of my face or to someone else, Um, does not matter. But when it comes back to, to my ears, and the first reaction now I have is, oh, what's going on with that person? So I would turn it back and say, and try to figure out what it is that's going on with that person that makes them say that to me, not what's wrong with me. How come somebody would say, would say this thing about me? It's, so it actually, I, I turn it back on them is that I try to understand where they're coming from. And it actually makes me um, be more compassionate about why they say, because when I really find out what it is, it could be because they had a bad day, they are tired, maybe, or maybe they have just been um, beaten up by, like, um, not, not physically beaten up, but maybe emotionally beaten up by someone else maybe just minutes before they see me then because they still have not processed their own emotions. That's why when they see me, they're not actually reacting to who I am or what I say or what I do. They're actually reacting to what's already inside them that they have not processed at that moment. So that's why what other people say about me or about any one of you out there, it has nothing whatsoever to do with you. It has everything to do with the person that is saying it. It has everything to do with their own belief system. It has everything to do with their experience up to the the, the second before they say or think whatever it is that they have projected all their own stuff out onto their environment, and you just happen to be the person that 's standing there, so you got the benefit of it so that 's something that um, that you, that is really very true. Um, I can give you an example is uh, for example my my mom um, really likes to, whenever she sees me, like, she, would, she would say, oh, okay. She would comment on my looks. So my hair, my, my, um, could be my hair, could be my, the, the clothes I wear, it could be anything. But she would always, she likes to pick on my hair. And I think because her own hair is actually, um, there's not much of it left. It's very thin and she always tries to brush it back and she just, for her, is like, well, this is what I do with my hair. So anyone who does not do the same thing as she do is somehow rubbing her the wrong way. It's, it's just wrong because the way she thinks that the way she does her hair is the only way. And everyone should emulate her. So that's how she thinks. And it's not just my mom. I'm, I'm, I'm really picking on my mom. <laughs> but it's actually not, not my mom. A lot of people does that. It could be anyone. It could be as something as simple as um, how you put down your, how you use your, your, your cutlery, for example. Like that's why etiquette. There are people that has all these made up all these rules about etiquette, what kind of fork to use with what kind of food. It's like wow, it's crazy. It's you no, know, it's actually very simple. You have food, and um, you either eat with your fingers if you want to, or you eat with um, some sort of utensils. It does not matter. It doesn't have to be. Um, any particular one doesn't have to have be put in any particular place. Place, but somebody, Mister or Miss Etiquette, has throughout the ages says that you know the fork has to be on the right side, the knife has to be on the left side, or the other way around. So they have just you know created this this rule and. And they just want to say this is the right way, and it's just something that is made up. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as a wrong way to hold a fork or a right way to hold a fork. It's whatever it is that you that feels convenient or comfortable to you, and that's all that matters. And as but we society um, is so good at thinking that there has to be a certain way that you look, a certain way that you interact with other people, um, and things like um, being politically correct. That's also, it has nothing to do with what you say. It has everything to do with people trying to control what you say. So this, this, I would say that this disease is about wanting to control how someone else interacts with you, how they look at you, how they talk to you. That's really how we, um, that's really all that's about. It's about wanting control. So everyone is doing that. I'm quite sure that I'm doing that. Maybe not every day, maybe not all the time, but sometimes it depends sometimes when i when I'm a little upset i this is what I want to do. I want to make sure that whenever I go out, people don't um push my buttons. That would be nice. however, um that's not really the the best way to go about it. The best way to go about it is to of course get to the point where you don't have any buttons anymore, and people can try to push. And they can push, 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 but it's just, you know, nothing's coming up. So when you get to that point, then you have unbreakable self-esteem. And the first thing to, to, to realize is that what other people say about you has nothing to do with you. People have their own stuff, so they say things, they project onto you. So everything that they say may or may not fit you, but it does not matter because the, the motive behind it is not because they try to say something about you. The motive, the motive is always that they are trying to project onto you. So if you ever have somebody who beat you down, who um, insult you emotionally or, or physically insult you as well? It has nothing to do with you. It's really where they're at, and you just happen to be um, in the the line of fire when they are in that mood of projecting something that may upset you. So I think I think you all get the idea of that. And the um one the other thing that I would want to suggest in order to have unbreakable self-esteem is we need to realize one thing is is that you are enough. You don't have to have the right house. You don't have to have the, the right family. You don't have to have the right look. You don't have to have the right hair. You don't have to have the right friends, you don't have to have the right anything. Even if you have none of the above and you don't care, even if you, are, you don't do anything for anyone, even if you just sit there like a vegetable, you're not contributing, you are still enough because you came to this world and just by being here, you're already contributing your vibration to this wonderful soup of the human collective. So just by being here, you're already enough because if you're not needed here, you won't make it here. But because you made it here, that means you are needed and you are already enough. Anything else beyond that is just our ego mind trying to compensate on this belief or underlying belief that we're not enough um, and if you look a little deeper is that it's like um, it's this worthiness there is this I'm not enough I'm not worthy enough I'm not pretty enough I am not young enough or I'm not intelligent enough I'm not smart enough. These are just um, ways that the ego mind used to take us down. So when, um, when the ego used these, all these things to, to eat us up so that we have to rely on the ego, so that we, it's like, it's, it's some sort of gaslighting. I don't know whether you, you understand what I mean by gaslighting. Gaslighting is really you trying to, makes somebody feel um, inconsequential in in order to dominate over them so that's really what the ego is doing to us is the ego is trying to repeat this that you're not enough you're not enough there's so many ways that your ego mind can come up with that you're not enough is just ridiculous so don't listen to it and really Get it in your, in your head, in your mind, in your heart, in your whole body, in your whole neurology that you are enough. Um, I remember I I saw a um, um, a video by um, Marissa. I forgot her last name. Uh, oh, Marissa Pierce. So she 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 um, in the video, she kind of said a, told a story, it's about this um, actor that she worked with once and she didn't name any names because it's really client-privileged information. So this actor, um, like everybody does not like to work with him because he's, Difficult. He is not easy to work with. He you have to be very particular. You have to drive, you know, the the right kind of car, or dress a certain way, or talk to him and and treat him a certain way, and he has to have you know, a certain kind of you know, caliber of food on set. So all these things. So nobody likes to work with him, and so um, so. She was paid, Marissa was paid a big sum of money to go and work with this actor. And the only thing that she did with him, because he's so not easy to work with, but she managed to get him to do one thing, and that is she wrote on all the the, the, the glass any anywhere like on the mirror, um, maybe sometimes on the window and all, all that, all around the house, she wrote, I am enough. And she asked him to reflect on that. Every time she sees it, to reflect on that and really feel that and take it in, in her, in his uh, body. And so after about a week, actually more than that, maybe after about a month, she checked back in with him and already noticed a big difference in how um, he is interacting with her, a big difference in terms of improvement. And like only about six months down the line, not just her, um, like it's not just her that's notice the, 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 the difference in, in the person who now really takes it in that he's enough. So he does not have to do so many things to convince himself and to, to try to make it look like that he is enough because he actually is starting to believe that. So I put it to all of you is to, every time you think of something or or something that seems to be upsetting you, is to think of that first Is I am enough. I, no matter what it is that's going on, no matter what it is that you have done or have not done, you are still enough. You are enough. So that is what be the, the second suggestion. And the third one is um, to take it one notch after. Like is that not just to, not just to think, think that you are enough, but you really realize that you actually create the reality. And the reason why I am enough Just by meditating or just by noticing and taking, I am enough. In actually, what what you're doing on some level is that you are creating, or you're creating your reality, because your reality when you were young has been created for you by your parents, because they influence you so much, Um, and even if you didn't. Um, grow up with a, a parent, you might have grown up with other adults around you, and because you were small and all the adults around you looked so tall and mighty and seems to have a lot more wisdom and know a lot more thing about you, so when whatever they tell you, you just take it all in without even analyzing it you couldn 't have because you were not made that way. You are made to, you know, you are like really made to listen to the grown up along, the grown ups around you, and how they have lived their life, and you try to imitate them. So, the grown ups around you, and other people. It could not just the your your family, but it could be neighbors. It could be teachers. It could be the government, and all these. People outside of you has been creating your reality for you. And the key or the secret to unbreakable self-esteem is to start to take back that ability so that you now can create your own reality. You choose to create your own reality the way you want it. And when you start to do that, more and more, not just saying you are enough, but the other thing is to, like, for example, abundance. We can create abundance. It's actually not that hard. It's actually much harder to create scarcity. And in order for us to create scarcity, we have to actually have so many things in place in order to simulate scarcity for us. Because by our own by our nature, nature as um, a, a piece of the divine of God, we are abundant. We can create everything and anything. But because we've been conditioned from the, the moment that we come into this planet to this reality is that we we have other people created for us and whatever their beliefs are about abundance we adopted them however that's when you get to the point where you are ready to take back that ability to create your world the way you want it to to just create and choose the reality that you want to live in, to not just survive in but to thrive in to to really be happy and know that you're not you're not conditioned to just feel whichever way your nature is actually joy like love your nature is actually just being. Like a child, like a kid, being curious and um, being playful. When you get back to that and really take back that power to create your reality, to not just be or not just settle for the reality that's imposed on you and start to realize that you can create your reality, then then um, really you're unbreakable. Your self-esteem is unbreakable because you know that whatever people say to you, it's, it's really them trying to create your world for you, create how you should feel for you. So just say, no thanks. I want to create, I'm, I'm taking up that Um, responsibility now I'm a grown-up now it's okay I can create that reality myself and if they want to um, take you down then well thank you just just uh, hold up the mirror for them and just maybe not literally just know that in your mind that oh they're just projecting and that it's just you just mirror that they're seeing It's really themselves that everything they're saying to you actually applies to themselves, not to you. Then you can really start to create the world around you the way you want it to and really stick to your own um, guns, really stick to your own inner knowing that this is really what we're made to do. We're made to create reality the way we want it to. We all, we all have this ability. No one is more special than the other. Some people are maybe better at it because they've been doing that a little longer. So it's never too late to start. The, the, the real key, the real secret is to just create your reality. Then um, you can actually take self-esteem out of the question as well, because if you can create your own reality, self-esteem mm, really—it does. You don't really need it anymore, because you know your inner knowing, know that you're enough, that every you have enough and you are enough, and that there's nothing to fear because you're the one that's creating it. So, there's nothing to fear. So, that's all I have to say about um, how to the secret to my unbreakable self esteem. And I just want to talk a little bit about the meditation that I'm going to do tonight. So, I thought it may be good to do some discreation, some. Um, I would say discreation, as in um, like discreating some of the fear, like scarcity, um, or any anything other than our own worthiness, is to do that to so do a discreation. Really take you all into how to do a discreation so that you can do it for yourself. So I actually want to um, focus on like scarcity. Because it really, it's um, it's, it's time to let that one go. So let's all do this together, so that um, you can use the same method to do anything. It could be you know if you have um, low self-esteem or if you have any kind of issue, and you are getting to the point where you don't need to experience that anymore. You can use the same post, the same process. To do it. So as with any process or meditation, I would actually start by just gathering your energy back to yourself. What do I mean by that? It's really to stop thinking about anything. Because every time you think of something, you give it energy. So think of nothing and just start to focus in on yourself. Give yourself all your attention, all your energy. If you like, you can just focus in on your own breath to facilitate you in this collecting your own energy, and letting go of any thoughts that may come into your consciousness, your awareness. Just pay attention to your own breath. Pay attention to how your body moves when you breathe in. and how your body moves when you breathe out. Let's make the intention to connect with our soul. and if you like, you can actually have a visualization, is to just focus on your heart and just send an energy beam up above your head so that it actually goes out of the top of your head and have the intention that this energy beam is going to connect you to your soul. And the next intention is really to Do one step further. Connect with the highest vibration part of your soul. Just have the intention that this energy cord, this energy beam that you have sent up, up from your heart is going to connect you to the highest vibration part of your soul. In other words, your higher self. If you like, if you prefer, you can actually invite any high vibration entities that you want to facilitate. If you work with, for example, Archangel Michael, if that resonates with you, then call Archangel Michael in. Or if you resonate with Guanyin, then call Guanyin in. Or it could be anyone that has high vibration. Any kind of Ascended Master that has high vibration that resonates with you. You can invite them in to assist you in this, this creation process. Now that you have created that, this sacred space, then I want you to ask yourself this question, do I have any limiting beliefs about scarcity? And where do you feel this sensation the most in your body? For me, I just feel it kind of in the uh, stomach area and you may feel it in other areas. So just notice which part of your body you notice this sensation that reminds you of scarcity and now i want you to start to Connect with this part of your body. And whatever sensation you feel, just have the intention that you welcome the sensation. and allow the sensation to come up. If it is ready to come up. And if you have any memory that reminds you of scarcity, then also allow that memory to come up as well. Allow it to come up from the part of your body that you are connecting with that really is where your body likes to s- store all the related stories that you have around scarcity. Allow all those stories, feelings, sensations to come up, welcome it it to come up. Allow it to come up and out of your body And ask all this sensation, stories, memories, beliefs, ask all of that that's coming up to go into a waste paper basket or some sort of container that is most appropriate for you. So empty all of that and allow all the memories to come up, memories that remind you of scarcity. It could be... A memory of conversation that you have with a friend or with a family member or some sort of experience you have that give you this sensation of scarcity. All of these just welcome it to come up. And all the way out of your body and into this recycling or kind of like a, a big garbage here. Let it go in there. And as you do that, do you notice that the part of your body that you've been focusing on, the sensation is, has changed a little. Maybe it has become slightly less dense. Maybe you feel it becoming more comfortable Just keep releasing any sensation, memories, conversations you had, or any kind of emotions that is all around scarcity. Allow it to come out and go into garbage pail. ask all these memories and emotions and feelings, sensations to come out, just understand that when it is ready to leave, it will. There's no need to force it. It's not at fault. These are all just experiences feelings that we come to have, it's neither good nor bad, it's just an experience, and when you are truly done with it, you will leave, you don't have to force it out. And if there is any guilt or shame or any other kind of negative emotions that's associated with scarcity, allow that to come up as well. So by now, I'm guessing that all of you really feel the part of your body that is storing all these scarcity yeah. stories is probably getting better, You're feeling lighter, may not be completely resolved at least you see that there is a difference and if it is completely resolved that's just excellent so now the next step is to really look at the garbage pail don't we'll have to do anything about it just recognize that these are all just stories that no longer needed for your experience and that you're done with this experience So allow everything that is in there to completely disconnect from you. Give this, all this energy and all these stories that is in the garbage pail, give it the okay. And really be okay that these experiences that had been a part of your experience, then be gone. So allow it to disconnect so that you can actually feel or hear. Or know or sense somehow that it is separate from you because they had once been a part of your creation and so they really have to listen to you they follow your orders when you get a sense and have the feeling that they are disconnected from you then just issue the command to discreate allow all these stories sensations and beliefs to completely discreate And allow everything to just be turned back into infinite potential again. And just feel the peace and calm that really is your natural self, is who you are naturally. without all the stories that you've created to simulate the experience of scarcity. Allow yourself to just feel this natural sense of peace and know that the process is over with and done. The next time, if you once again feel that you have accumulated somehow some more stories that you may have missed this time that has scarcity as the theme. You can do this process over again to get rid of anything that is still there. For now, just take a deep breath. And as you let it go, Just come all the way back into the room.